Hey, money bosses. Today, we're diving into clients and listeners' questions, also known as Ask Money Boss. And so, the question of the day is, how should I pay for my home renovation? You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am Anna Shergunina, and I am your host. Well, let's talk about numbers. When it comes to the question about how should I pay for something, it always ends up being the numbers. And so budgeting and finances of home renovations. We just spent a whole episode talking about some of the you know, practical things you should consider when you go in into this area. Um, and I know that because of the current circumstances we are all in, it seems to be where a lot of people's attention resides. But I think the best thing you can do um, to begin with and so that you don't get too much caught up in aesthetics, but really think about investing right in this project and not spending considerable time is to think about logistical and practical things you can actually upgrade and improve so that not only you get what you really want right for the space that that you need but also it makes financial sense right so a lot of what you'll be doing in this in this phase is and I call this the planning phase is really going to help you come out strong, right, for the entire budget of your project, okay? So I really encourage you to do the numbers, do your research, ask for quotes, talk to multiple people, because that's the success of, of this project. And we already know how unpredictable and how um, all of that can work, all right? So here's how we pay for it, okay? I've got some suggestions for you. Here we go. All right. Number one place, of course, if you have been saving up, right, you have savings and that's the easiest way to go to. It doesn't cost you any money other than the interest or interest you're losing on it. I'm not talking about selling investments. That's probably, you know, the next layer of in terms of looking at where do the funds come from. But I'm talking here about savings accounts, money market accounts, CDs. If you have funds that are fairly liquid, you aren't really going to forego that much interest because if interest rates are not in favor for those of us who have savings, um, but then also you're not paying a lot of interest to uh, and fees to right acquire these types of funds. So consider savings as your number one choice. Next one on the list would be home equity line of credit, also known as HELOC. So this provides you with the flexibility, right? If you only wanted to pay interest and um, you know, it costs very minimal to to have that. A lot of homeowners already have home equ- home equity line of credit, and maybe, hopefully, now that the interest rates are in a very favorable spot for borrowers, right? They're not in a very favorable spot for for savers. 
maybe that's an option to go. I really look at this as an opportunity to lock in really inexpensive debt, especially right if you look at how much the homes have been appreciating over time. I'm not talking any particular period, right? But over time, comparing that to the cost of debt, it may make a lot of sense. Maybe perhaps that is the only place you have funds, right, to devote to this project. So my number three suggestion would be to do something called cash out refinance. If, for example, with the home equity line of credit, in our suggestion number two, you actually go and you get a line of credit and it's a second, it could be a first, right, first loan, maybe you have your mortgage paid off, or it could be a second, but with the cash out refinance, you actually not only taking funds out, right, or cash or the equity out of the house, you're also refinancing this, the, the existing loan at the same time. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone and, um, you know, you're locking in even lower rates that are typically would be available on the HELOC. So if anything, I think I would prefer that. Uh, Yuri and I did a cash out refinance on our investment property. Um, so it was really awesome. Well, awesome. It wasn't such an awesome process because it took forever. This was right at the beginning of uh, pandemic shutdown just because things get really crazy. People get spooky and these financial institutions took forever. But it was a great way to take the cash out and lock very, very inexpensive debt. Okay. All right. Number four on my list are personal loans. All right. Personal loans are probably the best um, if you wanted to borrow small amounts, if we're talking about large projects, that's probably not where you want to go because interest rates are much higher than they are on the HELOCs, right? So if you have like kind of the scale, you would have your HELOCs, you will actually, sorry, you'll have the cash out refinance options or refinancing your mortgage, you have HELOCs, and then you would have loans uh, from, you know, personal loans from, from sources like, you know, banks or financial institutions. So um, but again, my advice on that, if you're not having to borrow a ton of money, that might be a quick and easy way to access the funds, but the, the cost will be higher. So have a, have a plan of how you're going to pay it off. All right. Next one on the list is a 401k loan. These loans are, and you might be wondering like, wow, why would I want to jeopardize my retirement savings and actually borrow money from there? A lot of times, People just don't have liquid funds sitting around, right? Maybe you don't have the equity in your home. Maybe all the savings you do have are earmarked for like emergencies or other projects. So the most, and you have a pretty healthy 401k balance. So the next logical step would be for you to go in and, and to explore the loans in your 401k. Now you have to have a 401k account that is active. It is not, um, this option is not available for the loans from the 401ks that have not been contributed to. So you have to work and be actively contributing to this 401k. I discourage loans from this just because it's, you know, maybe I should say that I want you to think about this. It's not the best option, but it's an option um, because it, again, it takes a little bit away from, from the goal of saving for retirement. Now, the, uh, the, the reason why I do like the 401k loan option is because it's like this, you play a banker with yourself. So you're basically borrowing from your own account. You're going to pay yourself an interest rate, right? Or percentage on that money. So you put, you're paying it back. The account is still making money, except that we can argue that you, if you invested it properly without having to borrow, you could probably make more on it, right? Versus you having to pay yourself for some minimal interest rate. Um, and there, are, and there, are, these rates actually, by the way, are set 
um, set up by the IRS. So there's guidelines as to what the rates are. I think they're like in the 3%, maybe even lower these days because 3%, for less than 3%, you can actually get a mortgage. So if that's the source, sure, I've seen people do this. Um, it's not the end of the world, uh, but you just need really, I think with any of these options, you have a clear understanding and, and strategy how you're going to pay it off. And of course, the last one, but not the least, on our list are credit cards. Now, this is really for teeny projects. That's probably a, a, a run to a Home Depot and do-it-yourself kind of thing if you're a handy guy or gal. Um, because again, I think a lot of people aren't really responsible with the credit card. So that's the last thing I want you to do is to put additional debt right onto something that's most likely has crazy high rates. Um, and then one more, actually. So this is the last one. <laughs> one more on my list would be maybe friends and family kind of loans, right? Because if you can figure out a strategy where you, you know, don't have to go to the bank, your credit history doesn't have to be checked. And I know your friends and family are just like you and I aren't making a ton of money on their savings account. Maybe you can offer to pay them, um, you know, a little higher rate. And it's so much easier to get, you know, to help them out and also for you to get the loan, to loans and the funds to do these projects. So I, I think this is a plenty of choices for you to consider. And if you aren't quite there yet, right, maybe it's gonna be the time that you need to focus on saving money for a while, and then you can do your remodeling project. So here you have all my suggestions, but I really want you to think through and evaluate your options before you jump in. Like really sit down, map out all the numbers, Go back and listen to the previous episode where we actually give you some parameters to um, to look into and then you can make really smart choices. So, But at the end of the day, I still want you to get that remodel done because it is certainly, once it's all done and I'm really, really close with ours, um, then then it really makes you know everything look so much nicer and a lot more enjoyable. So that's all I've got for, for today. Let me know what you're thinking and what projects you're working on. And until next time, remember, you are the boss of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to mainstreet-money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.